Welcome to Mom and Up. With your co-hosts, developmental psychologist Dr. Marty Erickson and Dr. Aaron Erickson, maternal child health specialist and nurse practitioner. Here's my grandma Marty. And here's Aaron, my mom and mom. Welcome to Mom Enough. I'm Erin Erickson, and I am so excited to introduce our guest today because she is someone I have known for most of my life, and we have our earliest connections in the outdoors uh, on the ski hill in Minnesota, Buck Hill. And today she is joining us to talk about her new book, More, Life on the Edge of Adventure and Motherhood. And this book is out March 2023, and we are so grateful to have Micah Burhart here with us to tell us about this new book and to talk about life on the edge of adventure and motherhood. And so Micah is a professional climber, certified climbing guide, conservation entrepreneur, author, and filmmaker. She is also the founder and executive director of the International Conservation and Development Organization, Legato and the author of Vertical Ethiopia, which was shortlisted in 2008 for the Banff Book Award. Her work and projects have been featured in The Economist, Outside Magazine, The Weather Channel, NPR, and more, and her articles have appeared in publications including Afar, Men's Health, Skiing, Backpacker, Patagonia, Alpinist, Women's Adventure, The Explorer's Journal, and Climbing. Micah currently lives with her twins and her husband, the internationally certified mountain guide, Peter Doucette, in Jackson, New Hampshire. So we are so grateful that you could be here today, uh, Micah, to talk about this new book and talk about what it means to be an adventurer and uh, someone who's living life on the edge and also navigating motherhood. It's such a compelling story, and I'm, I'm just so grateful you could be here. Yeah, it's a total pleasure, Erin. I'm really excited to be in this conversation with you today. Yeah, so I, I loved your book. Um, the I just appreciated your courage and your honesty and authenticity. And I think it's just a, a, a beautiful exploration of your journey as, as a mother. This book is a series of notes and letters to your kids. How did those start and what made you decide to make them a book? I began doing audio journals to my kids. Um, and because I felt, frankly, I felt so many feels when I found out that I was pregnant and I didn't know what to do with them. And I just grabbed my phone and started recording journals and started just talking to them, right? Being like, okay, so I guess it's not just me anymore. It's me with, you know, at, at in the beginning with what I thought was one being, what happened to be twins in growing and, you know, inside of me and saying, all right, well, I guess we're a three pack. So we better start having chats. Um, and then I would jot notes to them. And this happened, you know, over the course of about until they're about three. And then I started realizing that maybe there was a book to be had in assembling all these things. And, you know, I went through the process of listening to all the audio files and transcribing them and just like sobbing the whole time. <laughs> And then, and then putting it together and saying, okay, I think there might be a there there, but it was a very non-intentional process for this to be a book. It was really, I wrote as a way to survive that time. I, I wrote and I recorded these journals because I needed a place to put all of the things that I was trying to understand in my life. Well, I think you did a beautiful job of that. And I'm so glad that you did decide to, to pull all of this together into a book. I, I was struck right from the beginning. I think it was the second entry when you talk about how like you're, you're basically like 
hanging on to this ice by like a tiny little like rice size you know, a device and, and, and you're pregnant. And I, I was just like, uh, it, it was such a, a beautiful image. And I love the way you kind of integrated your emotions and then the actual experience of, of being a professional climber. And I, I just was like, oh, this is like so interesting. And it's hard to imagine like hanging there on, on these ice cliffs with this tiny little amount of like support. And I, I was just like, this is amazing. But also, I think there's so many parallels to that with motherhood. I mean, so much of motherhood is this sort of like, you know, this life in the balance. And and you think about like even just the earliest uh, development uh, of the fetus, even, you know, it's like hanging on by a thread practically. And it, how amazing it is that that it, it results in the birth of a baby, <laughs> as often as it does, because there is just so, so much to that process. So I, I really appreciated that. I'm curious, are you afraid of the impact of the honesty and candor that you have shared and how it might impact your kids? I'm not afraid. It's interesting because I feel like there's almost two questions. Like, am I afraid of the honesty and then how it might impact my kids, right? So yeah. um, what I have found thus far is a really warm reception to this book and a lot of love and a lot of like, yeah, there's some breath here and there's some breath that we can all take. Um, I really believe, and I, I really believe that this book is for my kids. There might be times that, you know, if they read it when they're 18, they might not be that as excited about it, but I bet if they become parents, there will be a time that this is exactly what they want to know. Because this book was really full of what I want to know from my own mom at that time. It's like, God, what did you go through? And what was it like? And not like a retrospective, not when it's like, oh, I don't, I mean, it kind of happened like this and you'd like to be in the jump jump, you know, it's like, no, like really like how in the world was it possible that you did this? And, you know, what was going on in your heart and in your head and and I think that um, that's something that I'm not worried about. I think that at some point in their lives, it will become a really crucial thing for them to understand. Yeah. And I really appreciated how you differentiated that kind of connection with your mom of, you know, you have your your mom as, as they are today, but that, that you kind of recognize that desire to connect like with your mom at that same time they were going through what you're going through and that is a very different thing. I mean, we know upon reflection that the story kind of becomes its own thing and the exact kind of experience of it shifts with time and reflection. And, and that's the case with all storytelling is that, you know, in the retelling, there's new things that that inform that story. And so it is a very different experience to ask your parent about well, what was it like at that time? Because you're not connecting with the same rawness of the experience at that very moment. Exactly. And as, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I really appreciated that. And I think as a writer, uh, constantly thinking about how do we, wh what stories do we tell and, and how, how are those stories going to be received by the people that uh, read our writing? And, and I think that's a, a, a question that, has been debated and, and asked over and over again, especially when it comes to memoir, which is such a unique form. And I really appreciated the way you addressed that at the beginning about uh, sharing your sister's thoughts about, you know, we're all on the same diamond, but just a different facet of that. And I, I thought that was just a beautiful way to kind of set the stage for 
you know, this is, this is your experience and your understanding of this at this time. And, and from your perspective, which is, is a, a unique aspect of memoir in that, you know, we are telling our subjective experience of things and other people who have been at the same moment at the same time are going to have their own experience of it. So I really appreciated the way you held the space for that. Yeah, I think what you said about I mean, all and it's it's a irrational one, right? All I wanted was to have my mom right next to me in the version that she was, you know, 39 years before. And it's, it's, you know, even if intellectually I knew that wasn't possible, it's this thing I kept coming back to. Um, and so that is in the end, like what I'm giving my kids um, and also giving voice to the fact that, you know, we, we still need in this country, in this world, to be having a dialogue of what it really means to be, be, be a mom, what it means to be a parent and not in a retrospective, not in a retelling, but to be like, okay, because those were the conversations I want to have with the, you know, parents around me is like, how is it really going? Not sort of what this half conversation, but holy cow, how is it possible that we're all doing this? Because if it feels like it does for, if you feel like I do, then whoa, <laughs> like who knew? Yeah. Yeah, well, and there's definitely some uh, something really powerful about those authentic conversations because so much of what we get about motherhood right now, especially in the age of social media, is a highly edited or curated perspective of someone's experience as a mother. And so we often don't have the space or those times where people are really being uh, honest about the challenges, honest about those times maybe where, um, you know, you didn't give birth and feel this immediate sense of overwhelming love because the reality is that's not everybody's experience. And so I think there's a real power in that. And it's, it's women like you who are writing these stories that um, allow us to kind of hear an authentic experience of that journey that makes us all feel a bit safer in sharing our own authentic experience as a mother. Yeah, I I agree with that take. And I think that part of it is just a time piece, right? Like being a mom, I was at this party the other day, it was a birthday party for a girlfriend of mine, but all of us who were there all had kids. And I desperately wanted to connect with this other woman who's a mom, and who I haven't really talked with since she had both of her kids, but you couldn't get to the rawness. It's like we had to get, you know, because we're both chasing kids around, and you end up having these like half conversations all the time. And it's, it's like, we need to have these spaces to actually get to the intimacy that we want to have but the you know what many of us are lacking are is time (laughs) so the irony is so pronounced to me right that you're craving this level of honesty and realness but it's also a really hard thing to get to like to get right into the thick of oh absolutely I I remember when my kids were little and even before I had my kids I was in a book club with some other women and then we all gradually started having children and um, as as we kind of transitioned into a book club of mothers, we would often uh, say things like, um, oh, I got the Mother of the Year Award. Uh, my daughter rolled off the changing table or something, you know, stories like that where you had these moments of just like, oh, my gosh, how could I have done that as a parent? And and so we we had this great space. And I think because we'd had a relationship even before that, where we could talk more honestly about things that, that it created this safe space for us to speak to those moments of like mother of the year quotes (laughs) in, in quotes, um, that, that we had not been the mother that 
you know, we maybe strove to be and, and that we all have these times as parents where we make mistakes. And that was really, I think, the exception, that group. Uh, to the normal daily experiences where you're you you are you're just trying to get through the day and get to all the activities and make sure the kids have their basic needs met and those spaces and times for that deeper reflection is not always there but that I think where where books come in and especially memoir and memoirs on motherhood can really uh, I think kind of create that in many ways, in ways that we may not be able to have the space for that in our day-to-day interactions. Yeah, it can bring the dialogue forward in, I think, a powerful way. And and I think, you know, also help us all start fighting to have those types of conversations like you were able to have with that group of people, like I have, you know, with people. And it's like, hey, can I be very real with you in this moment? Is there a way that we can have this conversation? Like, how do we get to that versus the superficial? Okay, great. Here we are. This is what's happening. I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to run around in this mechanism. What's like, how are you really doing? I mean, that's what everything in the world tells us is that what we need to be doing is reaching out to people and really understanding how they're doing. And I think that we need to be doing that to parents. Um, you know, I, I met these new parents recently and they walked in and everyone's like, what have you been up to today? And everyone's talking about how they've been skiing. And, you know, I live in New Hampshire, so this is kind of par for the course. And this one guy's like, I've been parenting. And I thought that's such a great answer because, yeah, that's actually what I was doing all day also. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, I've been parenting. That's what I've been doing today. Oh, I love that. Well, and I, I think it, it does make s- such a big difference as we go through the different stages of, of parenthood too, because you know, the, we've never been a parent to a child of that exact age on that <laughs> given day, you know? So it's like <laughs> this ongoing journey. So, so, you know, having those peers that can kind of follow us along the way can be really helpful one thing that that I really uh, appreciated that you touched on was this idea of kind of like merging the childhood you had with the childhood you're creating for your kids. And I'm wondering how you've done that and what advice do you have for other mothers who are really uh, mindfully trying to do the same thing? Yeah, I I might have intellectually understood that my how I was raised and kind of the day in day out of my childhood would come up for me when I had kids, but I did not have any idea the like intensity of that. Right. Like I just, we're just not prepared. Like none of us are prepared for being parents. You just like, you go off the cliff and it's like, Oh, this is what it's going to be. So I think for me, I really, I was trying to sort my way through what was a really complicated childhood in some ways. Maybe my parents got divorced when I was quite little. Um, You know, I had, you know, there are a lot of challenges in our family around that and a lot of tension. And it happened at a time that I, you know, should have been learning how to have a lot of emotions and learning how to process those emotions. And it was also the seventies when there wasn't a lot of processing of emotions that was happening. Right. <laughs> so um, I think that what I've realized is, is to say, Hey, here are the things that are wonderful. And here are the things that are, I wish that I could have a chance to 
do better for myself at that age. And the way to do that is to give it to my kids and in turn by be giving it to myself. Like it's that idea of reparenting yourself, right? And it's not to say that there was something that was egregiously done that was wrong, but it's to say, I could make this better. I could become more whole if I gave myself a moment. And I'm so glad that I get to parent my kiddos at a time when we really are sitting with emotions. We really are sitting with the complexity of it. And we're not just saying, great, get get over it. Get, you know, you are valuable when you don't have that rawness. You are valuable when you're all put together. Instead of saying, yeah, I'm here. I'm right here with you. We can get through this together and we'll come out the other side. And I need some of that. Um, I bet all of us who grew up in that the era that you and I grew up in need that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, yeah, that's that's so powerful. I know a lot of my mom's work, uh, she has uh, kind of used this uh, kind of looking back, moving forward. And uh, a lot of the the research done on kind of breaking intergenerational cycles of, of violence and um, other kinds of, of maladaptive uh, parenting behaviors has focused on, you know, that very thing. Now, obviously in a different context, so not not making a comparison to your experience, but just in general, that how we move forward as parents in a mindful way by reflecting on what we experienced and deciding, you know, what we want to carry forward and what we want to leave behind is a hugely important part of, of kind of moving forward in healthier ways. Now, of course, I'm sure my own kids will have their own process of looking back and <laughs> reflecting on the things they didn't love about their parenting experience with me and hopefully do even better yet. So it's, I, I love how you really captured that. And it is so important to do that as parents. And I think to hold space for the good things as well as the bad. And that, you know, even in the toughest situations, there may be things that were really positive and, um, and that's an important thing to hold on to. So I really appreciate that uh, about your, your mindful approach to parenting and kind of carrying through those things that, that you did really value and appreciate. So uh, one thing that I, I think is just so amazing about your story is just, I mean, you're this amazing adventurer and you have, uh, done all of these incredible things. I mean, you really have a remarkable career and have done so many things in your life. And um, risk, of course, has been a part of much of, of what you've done as a professional climber and a certified climbing guide. And so I'm wondering, how does risk factor into your life as a climber and a mom and the intersection of those two? I think that risk is a slippery concept and it's constantly changing and it's understanding that it's not static that I think allows us to look at it and make choices that are good choices for us to continue every day. So, you know, a risk might be, for example, um, last night I was at a school board meeting and it was, you know, we were done and I could have stayed with the school board and had like 15 more minutes of conversation. But I realized that if I went home in that moment, I could be with my kids before they went to bed. And like, I knew that if I didn't go put my kids to bed in that moment, that today would be a harder day because they didn't get to see me very much yesterday. And they're six and a half and that's hard for them right now. Right. Like that's, it's not their ideal. It's not what they want. So in some ways, like that's a risk, right. And like, 
hey, is that the same as, you know, taking a risk about, you know, driving and texting or <laughs> taking, you know, but it, they're, they're all these micro choices that we make when we think about the implications. It's like, what are the what are the consequences of this action? And whether the likelihood that those consequences are going to be worse or going to be better based on the choice that I have in front of me. And I think that, you know, for me with climbing, I've I've always been someone who's thought about risk a lot. I've never been a fully risk averse climber. Um, in some ways, it's kind of amazing that this is the career that I have because of that, right? I've never just been like, I don't really care. I'm just going to go for it. But you also understand that, you know, what I feel comfortable with is what other people don't feel comfortable with. What I am makes me nervous is something that someone else feels comfortable with. Like, that's why it's just, it's a nebulous concept. And I think sometimes we want to have this formula where everybody thinks, you know, this one action is risky. And I think what makes it richer and what makes, you know, being a human more interesting is that, you know, there might be times in your life where that taking that kind of risk felt okay. Or as your kids get older, you're like, yeah, they can totally handle not seeing me tonight because they haven't seen me all day. But, you know, in this moment when everyone's really tired from, you know, doing a little bit too much skiing, the choice I need to make is this. Um, And I think that for me, it's being, you know, I've gotten more comfortable with risk being nuanced and risk you know, for me to evaluate risk by taking some time and pausing and to appreciate its complexity. I really love the uh, the way you capture that because it is so true that, you know, what what one person finds risky and another may find perfectly uh, normal and acceptable. And I know in our family, uh, we we really value our time in, in the wilderness and outdoors and um, do a lot of like backpacking trips and, um, our kids have been really involved in the YMCA wilderness camp programs. And like our son last summer did a 40 day canoe trip in the Arctic and our younger son this summer will do, I think 45 days backpacking in the Arctic and Alaska. And so, you know, there, those are things that many parents would be like, oh my gosh, I would never let my child do that. And, you know, we've, we've encountered grizzly bears on trips and, you know, many people are like, oh, I can't even imagine that. And, you know, here we are thinking like, this is the most amazing thing ever that we get to interact with and see, you know, wildlife and in a a different way. And, um, but I think it is, it's really about kind of the structure and way you live your life that kind of defines what those risks are. And I can imagine that your children probably get a huge amount of benefit from your experiences and how that shapes your understanding and appreciation of the world and and the potential risks inherent as we navigate that world in different ways. Um, I'm I'm curious uh, with your work as a climber and a writer and your role as a mother, what has helped you find balance between those things? and, And in what ways have you integrated motherhood and climbing? I think integrating motherhood in the outdoors has been something that has always been present for me, um, for my husband and our kids from the get go. And, you know, we started, you know, bringing the kids climbing as well, um, slowly and based on if they wanted to be involved in it. And that was never our be all end all. And it still isn't our be all end all. It's like I, you know, on a given day, I love going and skiing and sledding and ice skating with them. Um, And, you know, those are all awesome activities that we can share together. So I think that for me, how I found balance is by realizing that if I, like, 
there are so many different time frames that you can look at balance in. And if you if you force yourself that every day has to feel balanced, that sometimes can't happen. Or if you, or or if balance means equal, right? If I have to be a mom for the same amount of hours that I well, I suppose I'm a mom all the time, but like a hands-on mom for the same amount of hours that I'm uh, that I'm you know working or that I'm climbing, like it's just going to be impossible to get that ratio right. But sometimes if I can like touch those parts of my personality every day, I can feel in balance. Or if I can say, you know, this week the balance is going to be achieved this way. It's 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 kind of going tying back into the risk conversation. It's having more fluidity and more generosity with yourself about what balance really means in that moment. And I think that you know what what how I've navigated it is that I've become I've been very clear from the very beginning that I wanted to be a very present mom and that I also wanted to work <laughs> and I also wanted to climb and so in order to do all that I was probably going to have to acknowledge that it might be a little crazy and it might feel like a lot and too much at some points, but I was really going to try my best at it. Um, and I mean, I think in some ways this book is the result of that, right? This book is the result of me saying, I don't want to give up on any of these things. I want to actually continue to pursue them. And I'm willing to sit in the complicated middle and the heartbreak that it means to pursue them all. And, you know, it means that everything gets changes a little bit, but the thing that I really don't compromise on is trying to have like very, engrossing time with my kiddos because I know that in the end of the day that's the thing that um that's the thing that I'm gonna wish I had had more of yeah well and that's uh, that so spot on with what we're trying to do here with mom and off which is really about finding that balance of you know there are those times where you're gonna be maybe mom too little like pulled a little bit more in you know the direction of work or maybe you have a big project coming up you know where you're maybe less engaged and then also the other side of that where people can be mom too much, you know, kind of doing too much for their kids, enabling their kids, not letting their yep. kids develop the ability to, you know, be creative and, you know, let your kids be bored a bit so they can find their way out of that boredom. And so I think that's, that's so fitting. And I've often talked about, you know, and we definitely talk about people talk about work-life balance all the time. And I think that word integration is a much better approach because, it isn't about yeah. balance in a given day. It's about uh, what I call some total parenting. <laughs> I like to practice <laughs> some total parenting. That's like the sum total of what I'm doing hopefully will equate to, you know, my kids being happy, healthy people who can contribute to th their community in the world in positive ways. And that's going to look, you know, very different on an everyday basis, but that it's really kind of making sure that we're giving our kids like the very foundation of what they need. And I love the way you've really captured kind of how you've integrated these things in your book and, and in your life. So uh, my final question for you is really just what is the greatest lesson that you hope your children will take away from observing you as a professional climber, a writer, and a mother? Ooh. In this moment, my answer to that is that caring matters. I feel like if they can take away from it that like, if you care and you're passionate about something, and then also if you care and you're passionate about that something's impact on others, you can do it. 
and you can, you can do it in a sustainable way because it's not just the one, it's not just go do anything you're passionate about and be bullish about it and not understand that there are people who are in your wake. There are, you know, there's always a reciprocal side of our choices that we're making. And so I think it's about like seeing the whole picture and that, yes, I am going after this, my life as a climber and I'm going after my life as a writer and running Legato and being their mom. And I am aware of, like you were saying, the intersection of it. And if they see that where it's, you can pursue your passions and you can pursue your passions inside of an intersection, I think that would be a great gift to give them. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And it's quite clear to me that you're doing that. Uh, so I, I, I just so appreciate your writing. You're just an amazing writer. I, I just was so struck by uh, your the way uh, you work with words. And um, I would really encourage everyone to check out Micah Burhart's book, More Life on the Edge of Adventure and Motherhood. And uh, we will link to that book uh, in this post. And uh, I'm just so grateful that we could have you, Micah. And I'm so grateful for your words that you're putting out there, your experience and creating that uh, kind of authentic motherhood uh, experience for other people to connect with and read. And also, I think, just uh, be inspired by the many ways that you're living the life you want to live as a woman and also the life you want for your children as a mom. So thank you so much, Micah. Thank you, Erin. It was a real, real pleasure. Oh, the, yes, me, for me too. So I uh, hope you all check out her book more, Life on the Edge of Adventure and Motherhood. And I'm Erin Erickson. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Mom Enough. We hope you'll tune in again for a new episode next week. Content copyrighted by Marty and Aaron Erickson. All rights reserved. Visit momenough.com for an archive of all Mom Enough shows and many free downloadable resources on child development, parenting, and maternal health and well-being. Do you think I'll have a show called Kid Enough someday? <laughs> <laughs>